Hi. These podcasts are part of a series of interviews conducted by Gabriel Saussier, CEO of DNR at DAC 2022. This podcast is about architectural design, starting off with Larry Lopez from Impera Software. Hello. We are still our big tour of DAC 22. And today I stopped at the booth, so this is the booth of Imperas. And I'm with the VP of sales for uh, Larry Lapides, as we know very well. And it's one, uh, we will address one of my favorite topics. You know, the whole world is excited about Risk 5 and not always ask the same question. But is the ecosystem ready? The processor, this is perfect. But we all know, after the ARM story, Will the ecosystem be ready and will there be a standardization? So I think uh, Larry is the right guy to give his opinion and to tell us <laughs> if there is any progress. <laughs> Thank you, Gabriel. It's good to see you again. Actually, I think it might be about 30 years ago that we first met at, uh, at a DAC, uh, something yeah. along those lines. So very good to see you again. Uh, as far as RISC-V goes, uh, the, there is progress in the ecosystem, there is progress with uh, standardization, but also the flexibility of RISC-V, the customization is, is very interesting as well. There, there is this interesting uh, balancing act, this push-me-pull-you between, uh, between wanting conformance to the standard, compliance with the standard, and also being able to do the customization for the specific domain, for the specific application that the customer is interested in. And Imperius helps people maintaining that balance. What we do is to build models of the RISC-V processors. Mm -hmm. These are functional models or instruction accurate models. And then the models can be used for uh, compliance, for verification uh, of the implementation of the RISC-V processor and also for software bring-up as part of a virtual prototype. And so we're sitting here helping people with this balance between absolute compliance and the customization that they are so excited about with RISC-V. But will you be able to follow the extension? I'm thinking about Andes, but these people, they start from RISC-V and then they give a vector processor and then extend and extend and extend. So yes. what do you do? <laughs> well, we, we, we follow that. Uh, actually, we, we, uh, we stay on top of the specification. We actively participate in, in some of the working groups. And actually, at, at this point, we support uh, the full RISC-V specification for 32 64-bit processors, all the different extensions, including the vectors and the bit manipulation and hypervisor, crypto, uh, everything like that, privilege modes, debug mode. Uh, so we, we support all that and, and uh, have models not only of generic RISC-V processors, but also for vendors like Andes, like Sci-5, CodaSIP, MIPS, and the Open Hardware uh, Group. Okay. So finally, hardware people meet with software people <laughs> yeah. to do something together. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it is an interesting uh, convergence here because yes. we are, mm -hmm. as, uh, as a community now with yeah. RISC-V, 
bringing the the hardware and software uh, together. together. Yeah. And uh, with with Imperis, we are on both sides of that. Yeah. Um, last week, uh, coming into DAC, we announced uh, some new uh, architecture validation tests to help people with compliance testing for their RISC-V processors. Uh, we also uh, announced uh, an update and commercial acceptance for a new standard, RVVI, or the RISC-V verification interface, to help people uh, connect the RTL implementation to the reference model and the verification IP that we have uh, so that they can, uh, they can have an easier yeah. job for verification. So. Okay, you know, we, we follow with the NR community. Three, some years ago, I wouldn't have seen you because we are hardware IP, IPRN. Yes, and yeah. now you are part of our community and we see this extension. We are more and more partners, software and hardware now. So anyway, it was a pleasure to see you and um, we'll see you next step, next year, <laughs> next time. Yes, looking forward to <laughs> it, uh, Gabriel. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Up next, we have Anupram Bakshi from Agnesis. So let's go on in our tour, the our tour in DAC 22. So now I stop with a company that you may know, may know not, I don't know, called Agnesis. They are headquartered in Boston. I am with the CEO and founder, Anupam Bakshi. And he's addressing a very interesting topic, how to create IP, how to integrate external IP and internal IP, how to, to, to generate abstract specification, how to control the interface modeling and more and more and more. So I would like to ask to Anupan, many people have tried to integrate IP, to verify IP. If I say you in one word, what is really original in what you do? What is the strongest point mm. in, in all uh, what you do? Because in fact, you do a lot creating IP, interfacing IP, verifying. Yeah. Can you tell us uh, what is the most exciting? <laughs> well, I'd say, well, first of all, thank you for coming and uh, great to be with you. Um, I think the most exciting thing about this is that we are helping people solve uh, problems in their design verification. We're really reducing the time it takes them to create the IP and then to integrate it. Um, uh, in terms of creation, you know, we have been known for, um, uh, you know, capturing registers, register sequences, and, and generating all the artifacts that are required for the development. Uh, but uh, you asked, like, what's new? Well, there are two things that are new. One is we're using AI, uh, AI and, uh, and machine learning. And uh, we have actually launched a website, iSpec.ai, and it's a crowdsourced uh, uh, website where people can come in and try it out and automatically generate uh, assertions from English. Um, and uh, it's 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 quite quite successful. As somebody said, it was very smart. They tried it, and it was very smart. So that's one exciting thing. We are also using AI in verification. Um, and the other thing is, going beyond registers, we are going into the complete IP, specifying the complete IP in a formal way so that we can generate um, everything from it, like RTL, UVM, tests, 
automatically from it. So that is also very exciting. So, <laughs> so there's there's a lot on the plate. Uh, yeah, sure. IP integration, IP verification, that's already a big story. Can I say, can I ask you a question? In the old, old time, IP exact was a big story, and I, I'm not sure it was a big success, in my opinion. Is this still somewhere real? Uh, or it was just, I don't know, something, somewhere? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, we have a love and hate relationship with IP exact. And why I say that is, um, you know, we we it is a standard, right? Yeah. Um, we may not like it, but it is a standard. It's just very verbose. But on the other hand, a lot of people use it. A lot of um, third-party IP that we see uh, are described in IP exact, so we have to support it. Okay. So we love it. <laughs> so our tools love it, and we we can integrate and we can we can we can bring in IP exact and and connect using IP exact. So. It does its job. Yeah. So. so standards are useful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Standards are very useful. So, similar to IP exact, you know, uh, the system RDL, uh, um, that that yeah. too is a standard. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, there are two separate standards, IP exact and system RDL, but they yeah. they have their own unique uh, uh, okay. purpose. But then, yeah, we love standards. And. Uh, have you a specific uh, specific application sector where you really like to work with? Or? Oh, we like to work with anybody <laughs> who is doing IP or FPGA ASIC, or ASIC designer. ASIC yeah, and so we have companies like who are doing AI chips. Mm -hmm. You know, new startup like bubbling startups. You know, with energy and you know they want to they want to quickly. They don't want to waste time. They want with, to create a circuit quickly for their own usage. Yeah, they they love our tools because they just our tools take away the pain and they can focus on their work. They don't have to spend time like writing scripts and stuff and you know, taking care of. And it works. It's easier now to design an ASIC. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Well, so it is it's easy, easy yeah. to do a circuit. That's good. A specific circuit. Yes. Okay. So I think I wish you a big success okay. in the next year, <laughs> bigger and bigger. Yeah. Well, thank you, and it's, it's uh, good to be associated with Design and Reuse. Yeah, you have to. We, we have <laughs> seen you guys from the past grow up, and now yeah. finally we thought we'll join in. <laughs> <laughs> it took you a long time to convince you to join. So well, better welcome. late than never. <laughs> so finally, we accept you, even if you're late. late. All right, thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right. And finally, Deepak Shankar from Mirabilis. Hello from the DNR Back Tour 22 in San Francisco. And I stopped by now at a company that you may know, which is Mirabilis. And I am uh, with Deepak Shangar, the founder, the president of this company. So I stopped by and asked him what is new, because I knew this company uh, for architecture exploration. I thought maybe one year or two years ago that they had to choose uh, what part they should take. Now we insist more about specification, starting very high up from Excel and then refining the specification and creating a stimuli bench and so on. So I think he will tell us the evolution of this company and what is the main target today. Thanks, Gabriella. This was a great introduction. Um, yeah, the COVID has helped us a lot because it helped us plan 
what we could think about for the future. And there have been three areas where we have spent a lot of effort on. One is linking the requirements in the specification database, which is more in systems engineering level, but bringing it into the uh, EDA and into the SOC level. And the second one is tying the test benches that you're using at system planning and system architecture down to emulation and also through deployment. So you have a traceability from the very early stage of your market planning all the way down to implementation. So I think those are the two main uh, improvements that we have uh, come up with in the product. Okay, and uh, is the industry following you? <laughs> You know, they are. Uh, what is interesting is that a lot of systems companies are following us because ah, systems companies have always had, you know, systems engineering, planning, you know, requirements. And now they're seeing that same functionality available in semiconductors. They're getting into the semiconductor business. They're seeing the same methodology. So they like that approach. So they're accepting that. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of that interest. So the semiconductor world is becoming easier for people. Yes. So we heard yes. that a little bit everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. The entrance to design or stock is becoming a little bit easier. Correct. Due to the influence of the software modeling and so on. Yes. Okay, so glad to hear that you are progressing and uh, we wish you good luck. Great, thank you and thank you. Like Design and Use has been a great platform for us to get the information out because we're seeing more and more people adopting it. Okay, thank you. Thank you.